Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Kingdom Principles of Wealth Creation. I mentioned that we're going to be looking at four major study areas. First study area is why some Christians become poor. We've looked at six or seven major reasons why Christians become poor. And if you're a Christian yourself and you are becoming poorer and poorer, you should locate yourself in one of those six or seven major areas. And don't blame the devil or a witch. Hallelujah. Today we are starting the second study area. It says, why does God want Christians to be rich? The question I want to ask today, does God want Christians to be rich? Is being rich a good thing? Is it godly for a Christian to become rich? Is being rich an ungodly thing? Is it a worldly experience? Is it, is it materialistic? Is it bad? You know, anytime questions come like this, we find the answer not in your opinion, but in the word of God. Third John verse 2. He said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I'll read it again. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. That means prospering in every area of your life. And not only that, and be in health just as your soul prospers. So, the Bible says that it is God's desire for you to prosper in every area of your life. It means in your finances, in your career, in your marriage, in Everything that you do, it should prosper. What does it mean to prosper? It means to make significant, consistent progress in everything that you do. So prosperity is not just about money, but every area of your life, making consistent, significant progress, then we say that the person is prospering. It means that every time you meet him, he's no longer where he used to be, but he has taken a step forward. So the Bible says that... God wants you to prosper and be in good health. In the book of Matthew chapter 7, from verse 9, he said, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him. You know, one of the very important truths that Jesus tried to communicate to the disciples about the kingdom of God, or for that matter, the New Testament experience of the believer, is the father and child relationship. That in the New Testament, God is not just a person to be worshipped, but he becomes a father to relate to. And until you understand this concept of a relationship between you and God as a father and child relationship, you will never benefit fully from the blessings of the New Testament. So Jesus said, which of you, if you have the means, and your child comes to ask you for food, then you take a stone and give it to him. Which of you, if your child comes to ask for fish, and you know that he or she is hungry, then you take a snake and give it to him. He said, even we that are human, and in every human being is the propensity to do the wrong things and to do evil. Even we, as human as we are, even if we don't love other people, we love our children. We want the best for our children. 
We treat our children different from every other person. We make sacrifices for them. We give to them. We want them to be happy. We want our children to do well. We wish them well. Our joy is to see our children doing well. Recently, I was thinking to myself, when have you ever heard somebody saying, God has been very good to me, and God has blessed me so much, I don't know how I can express my gratitude. And the reason why I said God has been good to me is that I have two children. One is uh, a laborer at a construction site, and the other one is a pawan tapa in the village. When have you ever heard some, something like that before? No. When have you heard somebody saying, you know, I'm so grateful to God that my child is a criminal, and as I'm talking, he's a prisoner in Sawam. But if you hear somebody talking about the goodness of God, and you say, God, has been, I want to thank God for the life of my children, and probably he wants to say that his child has finished the university, he's doing very well, he's got an appointment in one of the leading corporate organizations or multinational companies, in Ghana or abroad, he's done this, he's done that, he's, he's a very rich person. Everybody is happy to see his children do well and prosper. Is that the case? Yeah. Same way, Jesus said, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? If you want your children never to lack, never to suffer, God much more wants you never to lack never to suffer, never to be a failure. You see, it is not God's pride that you failed in life. It is not God's pride that you are becoming irrelevant in life. It is not God's pride that you have become a beggar the rest of your life. It is not God's pride that you are poor. It's not his joy. So in the book of Proverbs 10, 22, the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes people rich. If God didn't want his children to prosper, he would have prevented his blessings from making people rich. If being rich was an evil thing, God will never have connected riches to his blessings. One of the evidences of the blessing of God on somebody's life is that the person becomes rich. And so today, I want to say that it is the will of God that you should be rich. Only three people heard me. So I'm going to say it one more time. I said, because you are a child of God, it is the will of God and God's desire that you should be rich. Yeah, so teaching in church that Christians should be rich is not evil. It is not ungodly. You know, it is an important subject to teach in church. Just as we teach on other subjects like Prayer, we teach on the Holy Spirit, we teach on upright living, we teach on, on faith, we teach on holiness. We must also teach Christians how to become rich. And any preacher you hear who says that all the pastors who are preaching on prosperity, they are ungodly, they are unholy, they are unspiritual, the person doesn't know the Bible. I love to teach on finances, children of God becoming prosperous, because it is necessary for that subject to be taught in the church. You know why? Because my master, Jesus, he taught on finances. Jesus gave 40 parables. If you study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus gave 40 parables. Out of the 40 parables, 11 of them, of those parables, was on money. 11. 
And if you share the rest, 29, on all the various subjects, subjects like faith and prayer and spiritual, spiritual living and Holy Spirit, evangelism, soul winning. If you share all that, you can see that the subject of finance is a major subject, according to the master, Jesus himself. Not every Christian will get a chance to go to school to go and learn finance. Not every Christian will get a chance to go to Gimpa. But what does the scripture say about financial prosperity? We need to be taught, and taught very well. And today, I want to say that I believe that, yeah, you came in poor, you must not remain poor. You came in poor, you have to become rich. That is God's plan and purpose for your life. His desire is that you must prosper and be in good health. But you see, it's not enough to know that God wants you to be rich. You should also understand why does he want you to become rich? Why? Because if the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable, according to the late Dr. Miles Morrow. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, you can mess it up. If you don't know the purpose of anything, you can use it for the wrong reasons. So why does God want you to be rich? Four reasons why God wants you to be rich. Number one, so that you can live a comfortable life. Number two, so that you can be a blessing to others. Number three, to finance the gospel. Number four, to give you influence on the earth. Why does God want you to be rich? Number one, so that you can be comfortable. Ecclesiastes 10, 19 says, money answers all things. There is no way you can live comfortably on earth in our day and time when you are poor. Even the basic human needs of life. If you talk about the basic human needs, according to Abraham Maslow, it, it is food, clothing, and shelter. Even these three basic needs, food, clothing, and shelter. Even that one, you need money. Otherwise, you'll be hungry. Meet anybody who's hungry now, he doesn't have money. It's not that he doesn't know how to cook. You cannot know how to cook, but if you have money, you'll never be hungry. Yes, and when you see somebody eating somewhere, you can tell his level of financial prosperity because the level of your finance determines where you eat. And you may not like where you are eating, but your pocket dictates where you eat. It may be by the, it may be by the roadside with people passing and disturbing your focus, a lot of flies, you know, competing with you for the little food. But you have to sit there and eat because that is all you can afford. God's desire is that you must have good food all the time because good food produces good health. You can never be healthy eating the wrong things. Good food, that's why the Bible says that, Exodus 23 verse 25, it said, you shall, so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness. So you see, good food and good health, they go together. Yeah, you need money to eat well. You need money to wear the right clothing. You need money to live in a decent place where you can sleep well and have your peace of mind. You need money to go to school if you need to go to school. You need money to pay your children's fees if it's time for them to go to school. You need money to pay for light, to pay for water. You need money to go to the good hospital. And let me say, if you are sick and you need to go to a hospital, which hospital you went can determine how quickly you recover and how soon you die. 
There are some hospitals. When you are going there, you need to pray a lot. And sometimes, even after praying a lot, you may die on your return. Because they, they specialize in killing people before their time. So you need money to go to a good hospital where a well-qualified, competent medical doctor can attend to you. And something that is taking other people one month to treat, somebody is getting it treated in three days because that doctor knows more. You need money to get the best of treatments. Yeah. So everything that will make you comfortable, it takes money to do it. That is why God wants you to be rich. And I pray that God will bless you so that you can be comfortable. You see, being rich is not supposed to be a struggle. It's supposed to be your normal. Let me say that again. Being rich is not supposed to become a problem for you. There are some people who do well in life. They do well until they become rich. In fact, there are some people, as much as God loves them, they should not be rich. Because the day they become rich, it becomes a problem. And you know why? Because they don't know why God wants them to be rich. If you don't understand the purpose of a thing, what the day you become rich, you become a problem. Money can become a problem for you. Yeah, I always tell this story of a man who found, went to the bush to work and found a big sack of money. It's a poor man, it's a farmer. Carried the money home, put it under his bed, slept in the night. Every one hour he'll wake up, check whether the money is still there because he's never seen that kind of money before. He woke up several times, over 10 times before daybreak. Then he sat down in the morning and said, wait a minute, all my life I've always slept well. Always slept well. Only yesterday night that I brought this money to my house. Now I can't even sleep. Then he said, now I understand that sometimes being poor is even a blessing. At least you can have good sleep. He carried the money back to the bush, left it where he took it, and said, I don't want anything that can make me not have peace to sleep. I don't want it. Put the money there and went back home. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, if you understand why God wants you to be rich, being rich becomes your normal. It means you won't become rich and you change. You know, you see Christians who are humble, who are godly, spiritual, prayerful when they are poor. Regular to church when they are poor and suffering. Then they become rich. And then they can't come to church. Then they become proud, arrogant. Then they become ungodly and sinning because part of the money must go to other ungodly things that I don't want to talk about this morning. Because you don't know why God wants you to be rich. If you understand why God wants you to be rich, you'll be very rich and still be the same way you are. Sitting at the same place you are sitting and having good time with God. You will be rich and nobody will even know that you are rich. You will have millions and still be normal because, you see, prosperity starts up here in your mind. You need to understand. Yeah, so you don't begin to behave like now. Parking people must give you a special place to park. Also, they must give you a special place to sit. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? You know, pastor must book appointment to see you. You know, your behavior changes. Your friends are no more your friends anymore because now you have money. Yeah, everything about you has changed. Even your wife, who was faithful to you when you were broke, now she's no more nice, no more pretty. You need young girls. Yeah, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse becomes the reason. So today, I want you to understand that being rich is not abnormal. It's not abnormal. Being rich is not supposed to make you different. Be, be, if you understand why God wants you to be rich, 
You see, a car will not surprise you because you should just know a car is just a stage in your life. One day to come. And when it comes, it just, you know, it's part of the whole history of your life. It's just that it's not there now. Having your own house it will not be big deal. It will not be news. You know, there has to be a festival. You know, everybody from a village must come and see your house. Because you never thought you ever have one. You see, when you understand the purpose of being rich, money will never, ever change you. And let me say, God is going to bless people in this church. But I want to see members of this church who are rich and are still the same way they are. Be yourself. Be nice to people. Be decent to your spouse. I mean, just be yourself. And don't let money change you. Because it's a blessing of God. So, there is a time coming you are going to have your own cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a car is not something abnormal. A car is a necessity. It's a necessity. Everybody here. You are going to have your own car one day. And when you drive in, still be the same person you were when you used to come with Totro. He doesn't pack the car and come to church and watch it go. And stop all these things as if now you, you came to church with the car. So, you know, no, 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 no. Having a car is normal. Being rich and having a lot of money in your account is normal. So today I pray that the spirit of God will invade your mind and stretch your mind. So that you can have a vision and see in your future, living in your own house. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Live in your own house. There's nothing wrong having three houses, five houses. There's nothing wrong with that. You can still be normal and be yourself and sit down and down to earth and, and relate to people the way you have been doing. Not that now, when you get to a place, you know, everybody must know that you have arrived. And then they have to introduce you. Like they didn't even bother to introduce me. It means that you have a problem. Hallelujah. God has blessed you. And because of that blessing, you are going to become very rich. But you need to understand the reason is so that you can be comfortable. Amen. Number two, so that you can be a blessing to other people. Genesis 12, he said, now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Look at it. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be what? A blessing. Somebody say, I shall be a blessing. In my generation. I shall be a blessing. Amen. God doesn't only want you to be rich so that you'll be comfortable. Some people are stuck at level one. Comfortable. There are people you meet very rich, they have a lot of money, but they do nothing with it. They live in good homes, have good cars, brag about their money, that's all. But there's another level. The second level is so that you can become a blessing. You can become a blessing. In the book of Luke chapter 12, and Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. What is covetousness? Envy. Desiring what is somebody else's own. Jesus said, beware, be careful. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Jesus said, your life's worth is not evaluated based on your net worth. It is evaluated based on your relevance, how much blessing you are to others. A person's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possesses. It's not enough to have much. 
It's important what you do with a match. Let's read on. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will these things be which you have provided? Very powerful lessons right there. The first lesson is that when this rich man died out of foolishness, all that he gathered, somebody is going to enjoy it. Somebody is going to enjoy it. And I want to say today that don't ever live as if you own your own life. Number two, don't live as if you control your own life. If you are alive every life, we heard in today's exhortation, it is God's mercy. I said it is God's mercy. If we are alive today, healthy and strong in church, it's God's mercy. Now, if you have that understanding, then you know that you can never determine the day you will die. Yes, but sometimes you can give God a reason to keep you alive longer by the things you are doing. Now, this man, his life was doing nothing for others. Bring me back to verse 17. Look at it. The Bible said the man had a barn. Do you know what's a barn? A barn is the structure where you harvest your crops and you keep them. Now, when he harvested his crops, he filled the whole barn and there was excess. Look at it. He said, and he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store? The barn was full and there was excess. Why do you think God blessed him to have excess? To give to others. To give to others. But you see, a stingy person, when even he gets excess, he wants to still keep it to himself. And that is what makes people a fool. If God begins to bless you, a time will come where you have more than you will need. And because he has other people in mind, God wants you to be a blessing. Somebody say, I will be a blessing. Now, talking about being a blessing, we have to look at a whole spectrum of people. Your spouse. Yeah. One of the reasons why God wants you to be rich is so that you can take good care of your spouse. And I'm talking to both men and women. I thought I was going to hear amen. I mean, when you are poor, you can't be good to your spouse. You only be wishing, oh, you only be making promises. And everybody making promises, I pray God will prosper you. Amen. Because, I mean, his promises are good, but the time can we get tired. We want to see action. Can't be promising a car to your wife for 30 years of marriage. God have mercy. Something must happen and the car must appear. You need to be blessed to be good to your spouse. So being a blessing, it begins with your spouse. When God makes you rich, it must show in your spouse. If your spouse is looking ugly and you are rich, something is wrong with your head. If you are truly rich, show me your wife's appearance. Yeah. If you are a woman here and you are truly rich, let me see your husband. Yeah. Because sometimes a very good, hardworking man can go through financial crisis. Sometimes a man can lose his job. Sometimes a man's business can go through crisis. So this is not only to men. If you are a woman and you are a godly woman and your husband is going through challenge, that is the time to put your hand into your purse and say, stop worrying. Take this one million and sort yourself out. And see whether she will keep misbehaving. Hallelujah. Your spouse, then your children. Your children must go to good schools. 
Sad to say there are some Christians who have money, but the children will never fill the money. I don't know what they keep the money for. It is very important for you to spend money on your children, give them the best of education, give them the best of training, give them the best of exposure. Do everything well for your children to have a good future. Say amen to that. Then your parents. Mm. A time has come when your parents must stop worrying. In fact, a time should come in your life when your parents should become your intercessors. That's so when they wake up, just be praying for you. Ask for work, what will we eat, what will we wear, which house should we live. I mean, how many of you think your mother is a witch? She will still be with you if you build a house for her. She will still say, this is my son, I will use witchcraft to kill her tonight. How many of you think she, your mother will do that? So, I don't care whether your mother or father is evil. There are things you can do for them. They will fight for you with every power they have, including the power of witchcraft. They will use it to fight for you. They will tell you, my son, whoever is worrying you, call me. I'll clear him for you. Praise the Lord! You know, one day I told a member of the church, I said, buy a car for your mother and get a driver because she can't drive. Get a driver to drive her. And the member did it. He said, I'm very happy for that. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Some of you, you can't even pick your mother's call. Or your daddy's call, you won't pick because you are stingy. And you know they are calling because they are sick and they need to go to hospital. Your parents must go to good hospitals. Wear good clothing. Eat well and live well. It is your duty. That's why God wants to make you rich. Yes. Yes, if you are poor, it is not your fault that your, your mother is suffering. If you are poor, what can you do? Sometimes you can see your poor mother. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you can see your poor father sick. And they said, thousand cities. You can't get it. Is it a good thing? That is why God wants you to be rich. Number four, your pastor or pastors, depending on the church. No, it doesn't mean I cannot do business. I can do. But if I start doing a business, I won't have time to focus, to pray for you the way I do, to study, to teach you the way I do. Yeah, I won't have time to invest effort into my work the way I do it so that God can continue to prosper you. How many of you can say that since you joined this church, you have seen increase in your life. God has taken your life forward. You have seen more blessings in your life. Let me see. Yeah, I want to say that it's because I pray for you. It is, it is because I pray for you. It is because I pray for you. You know, Paul said that when I continue to minister to you in spiritual things, you should minister back to me in physical things. That is what Apostle Paul said. Now, it means that a time should come when I should not worry about money because you are there. Oh, only one person said amen. The person who said amen, may God make it come to pass for you. Amen. At times you come when you say, Pastor, you know, this speaker's thing, you are still owing 40,000. Don't worry. Monday morning, I'll send you a check. Only three people said amen to that one. Amen. Listen, only Judas Iscariot said the perfume that was broken and poured on Jesus' head was waste. Only Judas said that. So anytime something is to be done for your pastor, you think it's not important. It tells who you are. It tells your name. We should add Judas to your name. Yeah. So if God wants to make you rich, he's thinking about your spouse, your children, your parents, your pastor, then your friends. Sometimes a friend of yours will need your help. And sometimes you will need the help of your friend. What about extended family? Look, a time should come when every young person in the family who is brilliant should come to you and should not drop out from school. Because you are there in the family. Your extended family. Yeah. There are people in your extended family, no matter what to do, they will be poor. Because that's what they want to do. 
There are people in your extended family that need your help. Because when you were young, they helped you. They did things for you. Sometimes they didn't do anything for you, but they did things for your parents. There are people in your extended family who they don't have money, but they have been good to you. And then he calls, he said, my child just passed for the university. Entrance exams. You know I'm a farmer, I don't have any money. You need to pay that child's fee. So he finished the investment. You need to pay it. You need to pay it. You need to, you know, you need to help people in extended family. Then, what about widows and orphans? Every now and then, somebody is going to die and leave the poor, husband, the poor wife. I was going to say poor husband, but most of the time, in this part of our world is a poor wife. The Bible talks about blessings that you stand to gain when you help the widow and the poor. God wants you to be a blessing. Somebody says, I shall become a blessing. So, you see, when you look at all these multitude of people that God wants your life to touch. Then you see that, in fact, you need more money than the one you had as your vision. You need to believe God for more money. And you see, when you understand that God wants to be a blessing, you see, you won't get money and start wasting it on foolish things. It's annoying when you pray. As a pastor, people are poor. You pray for them until they get small money, not even plenty. It's just small. And they start making foolish decisions. Say, Pastor, why are you talking like that? When you stop behaving like that, I stop preaching like that. Foolish decisions. There are people. You are here. You are married. You are a Christian. You can't remember the last time you bought something for your spouse. Mm? Now, let me give everybody an advice. You see that everybody who wants to be godly has so many people to take care of. Have you, really, have you seen it? It means when you hear that God has blessed somebody, never think he has no use for his money. Never think like that. Never, ever treat people like you are the only important need in somebody's life. Because sometimes I've seen people, when you have money and you want to help them, they behave like they are the only need in your life. And they don't even show gratitude for the little you give them. Because they think that apart from them, you don't have any other needs. But when you begin to look at things like this, then you see that everybody, there is nobody who has money, he doesn't have a use for it. There's nobody who has money, there are no needs for it. If it becomes necessary for somebody to help you, and please, I preach all the time. When God bless you and make you rich, help people. Please, are you hearing me? Help people. But if it becomes necessary for somebody to offer you help, don't you ever behave as if you are the only help. There is more. Yes, that's why as a pastor, I cannot say that when you have money, bring me all. You understand? Do you understand? But you don't have to take all your money and give to me only and neglect your parents and neglect your spouse. And neglect your children. And neglect people in your extended family. I, I cannot ask you to do that. It will not be fair. Even those, if you go to some churches, they preach that. Give to God. Give to God. Give to the man of God. Give to the man of God. You give till you don't have anything to give to even your wife. So I want to say today, don't let anybody, because of his need, put you in that box where you cannot fulfill your responsibility of being a blessing. Number two, all these people I mentioned here, you can do for people according to your level. According to your level. There are times when you can't help anybody in your extended family. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to wait for the right time. Amen? There's time for everything. There are times when you can't help an, an orphan. You can't help a widow. Because you yourself, you need help. You have to know at your level. But as God increases you, then you increase your relevance. As God increases you, then you increase your quota of what you give and what you do. The second reason why God wants you to be rich is so that you can become a blessing. Let's close with 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. He said, command those who are rich 
in this present age, not to be haughty. To be haughty means to be proud. Not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to do what? To enjoy. That means living comfortably. Let them do good. That they be what? They be what? Rich in good works. If you are rich, let it show in how rich you are in good works. Ready to give, willing to share. I pray over your life in the name of Jesus that God will cause your financial condition to change for the better. That God will bless the work of your hands and prosper you financially in the name of Jesus. Every discomfort in your life, I pray that the spirit and the power of God will come upon you and turn it around. In the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you so that you can be rich enough to afford everything that it takes to live a comfortable life. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the Lord will bless you and prosper you so your life can become a blessing to the poor and the needy, to the orphan and the widow, to your parents and to your loved ones and everyone that needs help around you. May they become comfortable because the Lord will use you to put a smile on other people's face. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.